What is good, Divine Pill family? Listen, I feel good. I feel rested. Normally on Fridays is when I'm like just feeling the whole week. Um, I I do feel it, you know. Um, but but it's not like before. Like by Thursday, Friday, honey, I was knocked out. So. I am feeling playful. That's when you know I'm in a good mood. And so that leads to curiosity. And um, with that being said, you, you're you probably going to see that I, I'm pulling from the pers- persuasion deck. Um, I want something playful to come out. I'm willing to pull until, oh, here we go. Something just dropped out. Okay. I, here we go. So th- what popped out was, um, and I shuffled it like they were, you know, oracle cards or whatever, but. Um, two came out. Okay, we've already done that one before. I might pull another one. Okay, all right. Let's do this. Let's do these two. So the one that popped out first, and I'm gonna do this one. <laughs> Here we go. So the first one that that popped out, because you heard when it it popped out and then it was two but the one that um came out on the bottom of that was to say thank you this is a great question we already talked about that one in another persuasion deck in another persuasion podcast but here's the one that popped out i know i know i'm like dragging off intensity <laughs> okay it says blink less to be more persuasive the optimal frequency is around 10 blinks per minute bruh Blink less to be more persuasive. Hmm. The optimal frequency is around 10 blinks per minute, which is funny because when I do think of seduction, I think of like batting my eyelashes. Hmm. That is fascinating. You know what? Where? Oh, here we go. I'm going to do something unconventional. Because I have the book, The Art of Seduction. I'm just going to check and see if there's anything in there that talks about blinking. Because I almost wonder if it's different for men and women. And then we're also talking about... um, We're also talking about persuasion, right? And nothing is stopping you from batting your eyelashes at certain parts of the conversation versus, um, you know, alternating back to this 10. The other thing that got me too is 10 blinks per minute. That's what, y'all, my math. Hold on. It's Friday. I already told you. So 10 blinks per minute. Um, So that's every... 10 blinks per minute every six seconds. Is that right? <laughs> Y'all do not laugh at me. Yeah, every six seconds. I can do that. Oh, yeah, I could so do that. And it's so subtle that, you know, because I was thinking like, it would feel uncomfortable, you know, you just kind of like keeping eye contact for a long period of time. But yeah, no, six seconds is not that long. 
So let's do the six count. So it'd be like one, two, and three, and four. already blinked. Wait, let me do it one more time. And then I'm going to, because I know y'all can't see, but I want to just try it. So let me see. So. Okay, yeah, it's reasonable. It's reasonable. Um, but let me just check in this book real quick if there's anything about blinking. Mm. No. A, B. Let me see if there's anything about eyes. No. Let me see if there's anything about face. Uh, wait, I just saw something that said reactors, disenchantment, neediness, perfectionist. I just saw it. Let me get to the second one. Is there anything here? Charisma, bold moves. Ooh. You know what? If we have time, I'll do this. I'll go to bold moves. How's that? Okay, yeah. If, if I have time, let, let's do that. So the second card that came out was say your full name when introducing yourself. Oh, and y'all, I don't want to re-record this. On the first card, it says blink less than persuasive to be more persuasive. The optimal frequency is around 10 blinks per minute. And and, um, it comes with a tip of how it works. It says the person asking will feel recognized and will be less critical of your answer. Hmm. I don't know if that's what it it means by recognize. But I know that if if somebody is um, keeping you know, some form of steady um, eye contact with me, it does kind of indicate to me that they're taking me seriously, that they're um, taking my, taking the information in that I'm uh, giving and that they're being attentive listeners. That's how I would read it. And that's how, how I um, interpreted it. So then the second card says, say your full name when introducing yourself and how it works is the trick gives you more authority and makes you stand out. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. And you know, this, uh, keep in mind, this is for persuasion. And so I do also like it too, when you're introducing yourself to other people, I've, I've had to introduce other people as well. You want to introduce them by their first and last name and, and, and or title or a little bit about what they do, but yeah. And and again, I you know, part of it, I did want it to be playful and fun, but for this persuasion deck, it's kind of like keeping in mind that you're using this when you're going to go into ne- like negotiations and you're meeting with clients and you're meeting with supervisors or managers or CEOs or you are the boss, right? This is a great tip, especially for um, people who are networking but if you're an entrepreneur or business owner, you know, that confidence that comes with presenting yourself, um, I love it. All right. So 
let me see what we have here. Um, so I am reading from the book, The Art of Seduction by Robert Greene. I decided to go with, let's just see what he has for bold moves. So there's several. Let's, let's try. Ooh. Um. Let's try infecting with emotions to start off. And if we have more time, then we'll just go. But I'm not going to go more than than 12 minutes. Infecting with emotions, 412. 412, y'all. This book, it's going to take me like two years to read this book. 412. <laughs> no, I'm not reading that. Oh, wow. Okay. I guess I am reading it. So it says, because um, it's only one page. So it says, a, uh, master the art of the bold move. A moment has arrived. Your victim clearly desires you, but is not ready to admit it openly, let alone act on it. This is the time to throw aside chivalry, kindness, and coquetry, and to overwhelm with an, a bold move. Ooh, y'all, I have my judgmental Virgo opinions about this, but let me keep reading. <laughs> Don't give the victim time to consider the consequences. Create conflict, stir up tension so that the bold move comes as a great release. Showing hesitation or awkwardness means you are thinking of yourself as opposed to being overwhelmed by the victim's charms. Never hold back or meet the target halfway under the belief that you are being correct and considerate. You must be seductive now, <laughs> not political. One person must go on the offense and it is you. Now this is interesting. I'll uh, want to make a distinction for first and foremost. The first one was for, you know, like I said, I think business transactions. I was looking for something playful and that's why we're reading from this book. But um this one is more for like your love interest. And you know one of the things that I, I had forgotten with like the um there's there's different types of romantic soul connections that that are out there i'm gonna research them and see you know which ones i can throw stones at just kidding i know it's gonna trigger somebody <laughs> i meant to say given my virgo north node i'm gonna look at different soul connections to see what i can analyze virgo is i analyze right scorpio is i create pisces is i believe but um yeah this kind of reminds me about runner chaser energy um I'm going to be honest, I don't, but, but hey, it is what it is. I am so judging, playful, but judging, you know, and, and so the question that came to mind is, is that a limiting belief? That's something that you'll need to think about. But the one part I do agree with, I mean, I, I like it. I like the technique or whatever. But I do agree. I have noticed like um, uh, with being introverted or being awkward, that really does show that you're being like self-centered for real. And I had to learn that, especially um, 
we would have social events for my job. We would have conferences. We would have like people coming from different countries, people from, you know, basically all around the world, from all across the, the country, you know, like then the U.S. type of thing, um, 500 people, 1,000 people. And so you have to learn to navigate. And I did grow up shy and introverted, but I think a part of it was that I just didn't have the confidence, right? And I had to learn that in many ways, it is kind of rude um, to be so self-centered, so self-centered, thinking that it's all about you and the direction should be on you. One of the, the skills that you can actually learn for a persuasion tactic is how to engage with others, how to keep the conversation going, how to keep a flow. Actually, one of my favorite um, people to watch on YouTube is... Um, <clears throat> Let me see if I can find her real quick. But she talks about being a lady that is elegant. And part of that is how to hold a conversation, you know, um, with other people. Let me see if I can find her real quick while I'm on here. Mm. I know she just put something out within the last day or two, but I'm subscribed to a lot of people. Um, I'm going to give it like five more seconds. Scrolling down. Mm. If I remember, I will put her name in the, in the description, but it is something like I th- her, I think her title is, and it's, it's a, um, she's a beautiful, like black lady. She, um, it's called like something like the elegant woman or something like that. How to be an elegant woman. If you type in how to be an elegant woman, she will come up in the feed. Let's go to the next one. Let's go look for something else. I have a little bit of time. So let's just have some fun with it. What was the other thing I was looking at? It was um, it was on this page, right? Emotions or something. I didn't keep my finger on the page, but I think it was under... Bold moves. Okay, okay. Let's go to 412, which is bracing feminine. Or so 412 is page 412 is feminine bold moves. So um, there's only a little bit on this page. All right, let me just read, read the last. Okay, 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 okay. Hmm. Here we go. Oh, wow. This might address what we were talking about. Wow. Okay, let's get into it. So it says, it may seem expected for the male to make the bold move, but history is full of successfully bold females. Oh, take it for what it is. I'm not going to say I'm going to co-sign on this. Let's go. There are two main forms of feminine boldness. In the first, more traditional form, the coquettish woman stirs male desire, is completely in control, then at the last minute after bringing her victim to a boil, steps back and lets him make the bold move. I love it. I think that's more what you would call enticing. Okay, so I, I like that. That's more like enticing, like pulling them in. Um, yeah, and then lets him make the bold move. She sets it up and then signals with her eyes, her gestures, that she is ready for him. 
Cartesians have used this method throughout history. It is how Cleopatra worked on Antony, how Josephine seduced Napoleon, how LaBelle Otero amassed a fortune during the Belle Epoque. It lets the man maintain his masculine illusions, <laughs> although the woman is really the aggressor. It says the second form of feminine boldness does not bother with such illusions. Okay. It says the woman simply takes charge, initiates the... F- and so, yeah, I think I like the first one better. But listen, my, you know, I understand we're all different. So I... I when I say judging, I'm saying what I do for me, but I have learned with all the 12 zodiac signs and all the different placements. I say judging, but not judging, but judging. <laughs> so it says, the the woman simply takes charge, initiates the first kiss, pounces on her victim. This is how Marguerite de Valois, Lou André Salom- Salome, and Madame Mayo operated, and many men find it not emasculating at all but very exciting (laughs) it all depends on the insecurities and proclivities of the victim this is funny to me because this is um a male author this is robert green and he uses this word victim like what the heck i think i saw a little bit about the um how he describes the people in the beginning of the of the book the intro yeah. It says this kind of feminine boldness has its allure because it is more rare than the first kind, but then all boldness is somewhat rare. A bold move will always stand out compared to the usual treatment afforded by tepid by the tepid husband. Lord y'all, because I like words, like sometimes I pick up when they're kind of like low-key dragging, like what the, it says a bold move will always stand out compared to the usual treatment afforded by the tepid husband. Good God, that is rude. The tepid husband, like you guys, this is the stuff you say when, (laughs) tepid husband, the timid lover. Good night. The hesitant suitor. No, 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 but you guys, tepid, tepid husband, crud, this guy's rude. That is how you want it. If anyone were bold, boldness will quickly lose. If every, Okay, 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 here we go. If everyone were bold, boldness would quickly lose its allure. Okay, let me go to the next section. So let's look at, at um, indirect approach proceeding that's on page 407 to 409 so 407 to page 409 uh, let me see here keys to seduction all right you know what let's read for because 407 talks about the perfect climax let me just read keys to seduction until i run out of time so you guys have me for a good 10 more minutes okay So it says, think of seduction as a world you enter, a world that is separate and distinct from the real world. The rules are different here. What works in a daily life can have the opposite effect in seduction, which is what I was saying earlier. I love how there's synchronicity in this, even though it, you know, wasn't 
like planned and stuff and it's addressing some key issues i talked about the business setting but there's obviously a difference when you're seducing a love interest so it says the real world features a democratizing like the democratic leveling impulse in which everything has to be has to seem at least something like equal an overt imbalance of power and overt desire for power will stir envy and resentment. We learn to be kind and polite, at least on the surface. <clears throat> Even those who have power generally try to act humble and modest. They do not want to offend. In seduction, on the other hand, you can throw all of that out. Revel in your dark side. Inf- <laughs> inflict a little pain in some ways be more yourself. Your naturalness in this respect will prove seductive in itself. The problem is that after years of living in the real world, yeah, we love the ability, we lose the ability to lose ourselves. I know what's going on right now. Um, it's that weird time when the, the sun is setting I know this is weird. I usually don't have light, but okay, here we go. It's like dusk, which is, it's difficult to see. All right, here we go. I just put the light on and I'm in my room. It's light outside, but it's, it's just that time when it's dusk. Anyways, not that you care. So this says here, um, your naturalness in this respect will prove seductive in itself. The problem is that after years of living in the real world, we lose the ability to be ourselves. We become timid, humble, overpolite. Your task is to regain some of your childhood qualities to root out all this false humility. And the most important quality to recapture is boldness. No one is born timid. Timidity is a protection we develop. That's interesting. I want you to think about that. It says, no one is born timid. Timidity is a protection we develop. If we never stick our necks out, if we never try, we will never have to suffer the consequences of failure or success. If we are kind and unobtrusive, no one will, no one will be offended. In fact, we will seem saintly and likable. And that that's another thing too. You know, I wanted to talk about that. That is so, oh, this is so funny. Um, yeah. We want to be likable and we want to seem saintly and we want to be agreeable. And I, I think that there is um, pros to likability, but this is just kind of asking you to revisit. I feel like for how this message is coming out, just revisit what that means to you at this moment in time. Um, it says, in truth, timid people are often self-absorbed. There we go. Obsessed with the way people see them and not at all saintly. And humility may have its social uses, but it is deadly in seduction. Wow. You need to be able to play the humble saint at times. It is a mask you wear. And I love that. I think, you know... I pick up on these things now once I've um, looked at chess. It's at times you don't have to stay fixed. You know, you can change with the mood and with the emotions and with the setting, you know, or throughout the flow of the conversation. So it says you need to be able to play the humble saint at times. It is a mask you wear. But in seduction, take it off. 
boldness is bracing, erotic, and absolutely necessary to bring the seduction to its conclusion. Done right, it tells your target that you have made your that they have made you lose your normal restraint and gives them license to do so as well. People are yearning to have a chance to play out the repressed side of their personality. At the final stage of this of a seduction, boldness eliminates any awkwardness or doubts. In a dance, two people cannot lead. And see, and so that y'all, if I'm honest, like I just I think it, you know, in this this book, I think I'm also assuming that this is for, you know, only for women. But I think men lead, read it too, and. I would say that this is almost more for the man than for the woman. What what do we start off with? Yeah, case of seduction. I don't know. I'm traditional, so I I think the man should take the lead and he should be the bold one. I like the idea of the woman enticing, but then that's where you get into this dynamic where it's like in a dance, two people cannot lead. One takes over, sweeping the other along. Seduction is not egalitarian. It is not a harmonic convergence. Holding back at the end of, holding back at the end out of fear of offending or thinking it correct to share power is a recipe for disaster. Mhm. So I think what it's saying here is like match the boldness, um, but but don't try to compete for power because it says they're holding back at the end out of fear of offending or thinking it correct to share the power is a recipe for disaster. This is an arena not for politics but for pleasure. It can be by the man or woman, but a bold move is required. If you are so concerned about the other person, console yourself with the thought that the pleasure of the one who surrenders is often greater than that of the aggressor. Five more minutes. As a young man, the actor Errol Flynn was uncontrollably bold. This often got him in trouble. He became too aggressive around desirable women speak on that let's see what it says so it says then while traveling through the far east he became interested in the asian practice of tantric sex in which the male must train himself not to you know climax preserving his potency and heightening both partners pleasure in the process flynn later applied this principle to his seduction as well teaching himself to restrain his natural boldness and delay the end of the seduction as long as possible. Y'all, I'm telling you on the back end, um, last night I listened to four hours of um, Upton Sinclair. He's a psychologist and I posted some of his um, quotes in, in two previous podcasts. And when I tell you this is just confirmation for me what he's talking about here, but this is important and it, it's almost making me want to think if I want to do a sacred sex oracle on Saturday, that's when I normally do them talking about this message, but the timing and even this exact topic right here is so important. So it says Flynn later applied this principle to his seduction as well, teaching himself to restrain his natural boldness and delay the end of the seduction as long as possible. So while boldness can work wonders, uncontrollable boldness is not seductive, but frightening. 
You need to be able to turn it on and off at will, know when to use it. As in tantrism, you can create a more you can create more pleasure by delaying the inevitable. It says in in the seventeen twenties, the Duke de Richelieu developed an infatuation with a certain duchess. The woman was exceptionally beautiful and was desired by one and all, but she was far too virtuous to take a lover, although she could be quite coquettish. Richelieu bided his time. He befriended her, charming her with the wit that had made him the favorite of the ladies. One night, a group of such women, including the Duchess, decided to play a practical joke in, on him in which he would be forced naked out of his room at the palace of, of versailles the joke worked to perfection the ladies all got to see him in his native glory <laughs> and had a good chuckle watching him run away there were many places richelieu could have hidden the place he chose was the duchess bedroom minutes later he watched her enter and undress and once the candles were no once the candles were extinguished, he crept into bed with her. Good Lord, this is not. Mm -mm. She protested, tried to scream. He covered her mouth with kisses, and she eventually and happily relented. Y'all, I am not, cannot co-sign on this. Richelieu had decided to make his bold move. Then, for several... I can't upload this. What the hell? First, Duchess had come to like him and even to harbor a secret desire for him. She would never act upon it nor admit it. But... It was certain it existed. Second, she had seen him naked and could not help but be impressed. Get out of here. No. Third, he would feel a touch of pity. For, she would feel a touch of pity for his predicament and for the joke played on him. Richelieu, a consummate seducer, would find no more perfect moment. Y'all, tell me what you think in the comments because I'm feeling some kind of way. Ah. There's obviously more here, but um, we have run out of time. Wow. I'm just going to let the, the next 20 seconds run out. It says, the bold move should become as a pleasant surprise, but not too much of a surprise. Learn to read the signs that the target is falling for you. His or her manner towards you will have changed. It will be more pliant with more words and gestures mirroring yours.